Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Marshall. As Mr. Hawthorne said, what other dungeon is so dark as one's own heart? What jailer is so inexorable as one's own self? Yes. How many of us will admit to being prisoners of our own fear or vanity? And how many of us realize that the key to our freedom lies in our own soul? You the doctor... Yes, but I don't have office hours this evening. We're coming in. Now, see here, uh, say this man is bleeding. Right. He's been shot. Well, you need a surgeon. But we're here, Doc. I I don't perform operations. The sign says you're a doctor. I'm not that kind of a doctor. If, If I tried to operate, especially under these conditions, I'd probably kill him. You don't want to do that, Doc. Because then... We'd have to kill you. Our mystery drama, Is the Doctor In, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Tony Roberts. I'll be back shortly with Act One. darkness comes quickly in mid-November. Suddenly the world is drab and dull. Dimly remembered is the warmth of summer, quickly forgotten the colors of autumn. Still ahead is the excitement and adventure of the holiday season. But now there is only the chill wind and the cold rain to warn of the dread coming of winter. The street is almost deserted. Three men emerge from a restaurant. But to be accurate, One comes out first. He looks quickly up and down the block. And then he nods his head. He goes to an automobile parked nearby, opens the door, gets in, and starts the engine. Two other men, one elderly, one young, now move quickly out of the restaurant. They head for the car. But as they do, another auto comes hurtling around the corner. There is a fusillade of gunfire. Hit the ground! Hey, hey, Pop, you okay? Eddie, Eddie, give me a hand. Pop's been hit. Pop, can you say something? Give me a hand, Eddie. We gotta get him to the car. All right, come on. Come on, Eddie. Get in behind the wheel, quick. Let's get him to a hospital fast. No! No! What'd you say, Pop? No hospital. But Pop, you're hit. Bad. No hospital. If you don't get to a doctor, you're gonna die. What? Doctor. But no hospital. I understand. Sure, sure, Pop, you're right. I understand. But we gotta find you a doctor. Eddie, get moving. We gotta find Pop a doctor. Uh, uh. 
moment. Just a moment. Yes? Is the doctor in? Uh, do you have an appointment? No, I don't have no appointment. Well, I thought not, because I know we're all through for the day. I gotta see the doctor. Oh, very well. We'll make an appointment. Listen. I'll have to check the book, but I do know we don't have an opening till late next week. Sister, we're gonna see the doctor right now. Oh, I'm afraid that's impossible. It is? <gasps> What's that? You know what it is. It's a gun. Who rang the bell, Sawan? Is there anybody else in the joint? Look, sir, uh, if this is a holdup, we have no cash. I said, is there anybody else around? Uh, no, nobody. All right, stand still, buddy. Don't move. Well, what are you going to do? Okay, Eddie. Bring him in. Uh, hey, listen, if this is for drugs, uh... Shut up. Look, I don't keep any drugs. See, I write prescriptions for that sort of thing. I don't have anything that would interest you in this office. Oh, who, who, who is that man? You, the nurse. Give my hand. Hey, that man is hurt. That's right, Doc. He's hurt bad. Now, you've got an operating table inside someplace, huh? Operating table? You got something you can lay him down on while you work on him? He's bleeding. That's right. You've got to stop it. Oh, but I... Uh... You, the nurse... Let's get him inside. Yeah. yeah. That's what we're looking for. Let's lay him down on top of that table. Look, this man needs a hospital. Shut up. The doctor is right. You shut up, too. Okay, get to it, Doc. Uh, so, Ann, uh, we need some sterile pads yes. uh, to stop the bleeding. What happened? What do you think happened? He got shot. A bullet wound? I think only one bullet hit him. Whoever it was, there was a lousy shots. Although I figure I know who it was. A bullet wound. But you know, you've come to the wrong place. He needs a hospital. I'll call an ambulance. He can't go to the hospital. He can't? No. Oh. Cops are after him. Well, that's the only way to save his life. Oh, no, it ain't. You'll have to do it. I don't know how. What are you talking about? You're a doctor, aren't you? Let me explain something to you. I am a dermatologist. Yeah? Yeah. My specialty is disorders of the skin. All right, quit falling, Doc. Hey, you the nurse. Shouldn't it be boiling water or something? Doctors, got to operate. I don't have any equipment. Yes, you do. In that big glass case there, what are them? I've seen enough movies. Can't you understand what I'm saying to you? I am not a surgeon. Yeah? What do you think? I'm some bum that can't read? What's it say on the wall, huh? Harold W. Smiley, M.D. is hereby licensed to practice medicine and surgery in the state of New York. <laughs> but that doesn't mean anything, don't you understand? Look, when I was an intern, we rotated on all the services. See, I spent 60 days on each. All I have is two months of surgical experience. And I didn't do very much. Mostly I watched. And that was ten years ago. Come on, Doc. We gotta get going. Listen, listen. Just down the street is a friend of mine, Jack Marcus. He's an abdominal surgeon. He's the fellow you need. Doc, you have to do it. But I can't do it myself. You got a nurse here? You need an anesthetist. Ah, quit whining, will you? Anesthesia. I don't have any anesthesia. He's out cold. If he comes to, we'll give him a slug of whiskey. Whiskey? But you'll have to use a local, doctor. There you are. No problem. No problem? Are you mad? Supposing he needs blood. 
plasma. Doc, in this world, we all got to do the best we can. Yeah, but we are completely unqualified and unequipped to handle what the doctors do in the old days. I'll tell you what they did. They killed their patients. You better not kill him, Doc. Your life ain't worth two cents if he goes. Oh, can't you understand? I don't have enough help. What's the beef? You got this good-looking nurse here? You got Eddie to give you a hand? That big gorilla. Okay, I'll admit he ain't much to look at. And he don't have much of a brain, and he can't talk, but he's a human being. And he's entitled to consideration. Now, let's go. I... I... You'll have to do it, Doctor. Do you know what you're saying? These two men, they'll shoot us if we don't. But how this is a dame that catches on. Doctor, what do you want me to put in the sterilizer? I... Uh, all those instruments down there on the bottom shelf, I guess I... Right. Uh, I don't know if we have enough clamps. I, I, I don't know if we have enough of anything. Let's not worry about it now, Doctor. How, how do I know where that bullet is? You know, if I could get an x-ray and... Uh, well, look here, uh, whatever your name is. Jerry. Jerry. Look, I don't have any x-ray equipment. So what did doctors do before they had x-rays? Did everybody die? <laughs> Almost everybody. Well, all I'm telling you is he better not. I'll cut away his clothes. Uh, wash and sterilize a field. Uh, I'm trying to remember how it lays in there. It's uh, midway above the right lower quadrant. You ready to scrub, doctor? We've got gloves. Yeah, all right, all right. Uh, lay out the antiseptic, uh, the antibiotic powders, and, uh... Oh. Oh, these aren't the best sutures. Are you complaining again? You. Whatever your name is. I told you. His name's Eddie. Open that book. You see table of contents? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Look, on top of the first page uh, somewhere, you read the heading? Uh, abdominal cavity. You got that? He's got it. He's got it. What page does it say? It should be a big color illustration. You see it? He sees it. All right, now hold it up so I can see it. Don't touch, don't touch me. Don't touch me. Stand back. Just, just a little bit. Let me just study this now. Pick it up. I can't pick it up. I'm not, I can't touch anything that isn't sterile. Well, leave her pick it up. She can't touch anything either. Listen, wise guy. If there's no answer, somebody's going to get worried, maybe, and call the cops. Is that what you figure? Well, it ain't going to work. I'm going to pick it up. And you're going to talk. I'll say one phony word. And you and this nurse, you're all true. Just don't touch my hands. Harold? Harold? Hello? Don't just stand there and look stupid. Say Hello? something. Yes. Yes. Hello? Harold, what is the meaning of this? Oh, Wilma. Why aren't you home? Oh. Uh... You're so deliberate. You just want to embarrass me. Listen, Mr. Wilma. Mr. Wilson is my oldest and dearest friend. But I'm tied up here. You know we're expected there for dinner. It uh, can't be helped, Wilma. This uh, situation came up all of a sudden. But what you say, Doc? I dare say. And Miss Sue Ann Carter is there, too, I suppose. She, she has to be here, Wilma. She's, she's my nurse. And what else is she? Now, look here, Wilma. I am sick and tired of your insinuation. All right. I won't insinuate. I'll make it a fact. You're having an affair with her. That is not true. Don't fight with your wife on your own time, huh? When are you coming home? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? I... 
I just can't say anything right now. Well, I can. If you don't come home and time to take me to Jeanette Wilson's dinner party, I don't care if you never come home. Wilma. Wilma. Oh. She hung up on you, Doc. Well, now we don't have to worry about her anymore. Doctor, I, I, I'm sorry. Why? Well, I don't know. I, I somehow feel it's all my fault. Why? I, I feel guilty. But you haven't done anything. We haven't done anything. Uh, what's with you two? Are we going to get this thing going here or not? Uh, the instruments are ready, Doctor. Oh, yes, 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 I see that. Uh, all right, now, to, uh, hold that book just a little bit closer to me. Yeah, that's it, then. All right, I'm going to have to keep looking at it while I'm, uh... I've made the field as sterile as I could, Doctor. Yes, 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 that's, that's uh, really very good, very good. Uh, anesthesia. Jeez, I don't know, Novocaine for an abdominal... The clamps are ready if you're going to make the incision. Oh, yes, 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 I see. I see now that I have got to do this. Even if these men would allow us to take him to the hospital, we couldn't move him. Uh, he'd die on the way, wouldn't he? Yes, Doctor. Yeah. And even if I could call Dr. Marcus, uh, there isn't enough time to wait for him to get here, right? That's right. And so, whether I want to or not, ready or not, I have to do it. Right, Sawyer. That's right, Doctor. Hand me the scalpel, please. You know the old saying, the operation was a success, but the patient died. Here we may have a slight reversal in roles. It might very well be said that the operation was a failure, and the doctor died. Life, death. These will be the exclusive concerns of Act Two, which will come your way in just a few minutes. There's an old saying, if the mountain will not come to Mohammed, then Mohammed must go to the mountain. The application to our story is quite obvious. In an era when a doctor does not, as a rule, make house calls, he must expect some of the strangest callers to come see him at his house. That's the bullet. I see it. And I can pick it up and take it right out. Ha. There. Hey, Doc, you done it. No, this is just the beginning. What are you saying? I just seen you pull out the bullet. B before I try to close him up. Yeah? I should have somebody here. Like Dr. Marcus. What for? To help me ascertain how much more, if any, damage there is inside. Uh, we can't afford to get another guy tied up with this thing. I think it looks clean, Doctor. Oh, he's lost a considerable amount of blood. Well, he had a lot to begin with. Look, you don't understand. That's a favorite saying of yours, ain't it? You don't understand. I'll bet you're one of them guys that sits in a gin mill and says, Nobody understands me. You still don't understand. Now, you take Pop here. His favorite saying, I'm a man with a lot of blood. So you see, he got it to spend. He should have a transfusion. At least some plasma. Doc, you're doing fine. Know what I mean? First, you said you couldn't operate. So you operated. See? It's a success. Yeah. Now the problems first begin. I counted the sponges, Doctor. They're all out. Uh, let me have that needle, uh... Not even the right kind of suture. Oh, no, just sew him up as best you can, Doc. We can have somebody else fix it later. 
What do you think you're dealing with here? A suit of clothes? If only we could give him some blood. That's a real thing with you, isn't it? All right. Take some blood from Eddie. Take blood from Eddie? I can't just take anybody's blood. Now, what's the matter? The blood, it has to be the right type. It has to be cross-matched in a lab. Don't you understand? Okay, okay, forget it. I was only trying to help. But we could use some plasma. So use it. I don't have any. Why not? Something important like that? Because I wouldn't have any use for it in my practice. Somebody has to go out and get some. Okay, I'll send Eddie to the drugstore. Write down what he's supposed to ask. You don't buy plasma in a drugstore. Are you kidding? Could I even get anything in a drugstore? Next thing you know, they'll be selling cars. You would have to go to a hospital. Yeah? Yeah, or some medical supply house. Oh, very cute, Doc. He walks in, he hands him a note, and right away they smell stale fish. Next shot out of the box, we got a million cops and no dice. I'm only trying to... Yeah, you've been trying to get a message out of here ever since we came in. Now, you've been stalling about this and lying about that. You just keep your mind on your work, huh? We'll all be better off. I think you want the small needle, Doctor. That's all we can do. Great. You know, Doc, you ain't going to be sorry you've done this. Now, how soon can we get him out of here? Are you kidding? I asked you a question. I'm entitled to an answer. Well, in the first place, he's still unconscious. And then I don't know when you can even think of moving him. Okay. So we'll play it by ear, huh? Ah, you got any coffee in the place? Hey, you there, the nurse. Want to make some? Well, you leave her alone. Now, she's exhausted. Can't you see that? It's all right, Doctor. I could use some coffee, too. Yeah, Doc, she does look kind of beat. Show them where it is. Let Eddie make the coffee. No, I'll do it. I'll be right back. Honey, you got any ideas of jumping out the window and running for the cops? Remember, I got this piece. Same that your boyfriend. Now, see here. You don't... Just see... give me your word. You're going to behave yourself. I give you my word. A dame like you, I believe. But you're one in a million. Now, go ahead. Uh, just to make sure, keep an eye on her, Eddie. <clears throat> you're a lucky guy, you know, Doc? Oh, it's nothing like that. That ain't, huh? <laughs> Are you kidding? Let me just plead with you. Believe me. This man needs a hospital. He's doing okay so far, Randy. I can't even begin to explain to you how fantastically lucky he's been. Oh, that don't surprise me. It's what Pop always said. Luck is a fortune. And I got it. Hey, now I recognize him. Pop Waldo. One of the underworld bosses. Oh, no, you got that wrong. He was the big boss. So what happened to him? Why, don't you read the paper? Well, not that part of it. Uh, well, the government says that uh, they got some pretty good stuff on him. So the cops want to pick him up. So why didn't he submit? Are you kidding? I read where fellows like him have expensive lawyers who generally get him off. One... One technicality or another. No, no, no. This is pretty good evidence. So when some guys hear about it, they figure maybe he'll sing to make a better deal for himself. Know what I mean? Yes. So 
They're out to knock them off first. There's no honor among thieves, is there? (laughs) You're a great one to sing about honor. You got cheating on your wife. That isn't true. I've never... The nurse. You never touched her? No. Never. You know, I had a priest once. Know what he said? The sin has been committed even if it only took place in the mind. But if if the police are after him and the underworld is after him, where can he go? Out of the country. Where? I mean, most places have expedition arrangements with the United States. Not this one. It's just a little island in the Caribbean. Hmm. How long could he stay there, and uh, and what would he do? Well, you see, Doc, he got a lot of money stashed away there. And only he knows where it is. You know, what good would the money do him? I mean, on a little island, how, how, how could he spend it? <laughs> Wisely. With money, you can rule the world, right? I suppose that's true. So, with money, you can also change the world. Money and time. See what I mean? With money, you can buy the right politicians, you pay off the right witnesses. The government thinks they got a guy ice cold, but for enough money, a witness can get up on the stand and say, No, I ain't exactly positive it was pop after all. I see. Hmm. That's the way these things always work out. All you need is a little bit of time... A lot of money. Yeah, I bet I know who that is. Go on, answer it. Remember, not a word, huh? Yes? Well, Harold, I hope you're happy. Wilma. At first, I decided to go without you. But I'm out of excuses for why you can't be with me. So I just phoned Jeanette and said I had a headache. Well, I can assure you she saw through that one, too. Well... Wilma, please. I'm not even sure I care. But maybe I can't stand women like Jeanette. Has that ever occurred to you? Who's your girlfriend, Miss Sue Oh, now don't start that. I'm going to stop it. I'm coming down there right now. No, Wilma, don't. All right. All right, I won't. I won't break into your little love nest. I won't disturb your little tete-a-tete. I'll let a lawyer do all that for me. Wilma. Doc, you want my advice? You know how to handle a thing like that. Please. You just knock her around a little bit, you know? I mean, don't break nothing. Just like I remember seeing this picture on the late TV show. James Cagney, he hits his dame in the mouth with a grapefruit. That kind of stuff. I love it, these dames. That's all I have to do. That's right, Doc. That's all you would have to do. (laughs) Six to an even, it's her again. Pick it up. Yes? that an idle threat, Harold. Please, Wilma. I have already been in touch with an attorney. Please, not now. He has already been gathering evidence. Look, can we discuss this fully when I get home? Oh, and when shall you deign to honor me with a visit? Just as soon as I possibly can. Remember this, Harold. The legal wheels are poised and ready to be set in motion at any time. Wilma! stirring around a little bit. All right, we have to get him off the table. Uh, it's too narrow and uncomfortable. There's a couch in the office. It opens up into a bed. Ah, you're a sly one, aren't you, Doc? 
Oh, it's just some nights I work late and I, I, I might just as well sleep in the office. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's her name, the nurse? She work late, too? Oh, now, look, let me assure you that, that, that nothing... Well, what, what do you want to assure me for, huh? Sue so, I'll need a hand. Yes, Doctor. Uh, we'll have to make up the couch. And then uh, we'll have to carry him inside. Hey, this ain't bad coffee. Uh, you, the nurse, anytime you want to dump the doc here and you want a new boyfriend... Doctor, his color isn't bad. Yeah, yeah we've been incredibly lucky so far. Well, some of it was skill. <sighs> Maybe. <laughs> I think I did it all in a dream. I, I remember as an intern, I, I, I watched an operation something like this. I haven't thought about it in years. <laughs> Why should I even want to remember it? I'm not a surgeon, but... And it all came back to me. I think it was a miracle. I... I think you're wonderful. You look tired, so I am. You should be. You work very hard. Yes, I... I am very tired. Why don't you just curl up in the armchair there? Hey, that's an idea. We all better stack out. You know what I mean? I'm going inside and stretch out on that table. Eddie, you sit here by the door and watch. Don't let nobody try nothing funny. In a couple of hours, I'll come back in here and relieve you. Doctor! Doctor! Uh, are you awake? Uh, doctor! Hey, it's you. You're awake. Hey, how, how you feel? Listen. Listen, doctor. Don't try to talk if it's an effort. Just listen. Don't say a word. All right. You got to get me out of here. What? Quiet. Just listen. You got to get me out of here. So, the big boss has finally come awake. And with the strangest request, Jerry is absolutely insistent that Pop stays put where he is. And now, Pop himself seems equally determined to leave the premises. Obviously, there are many wheels turning within wheels here. But all of them seem to be going in opposite directions. We'll try to steer a straight course when I return shortly with Act Three. Blood, as they say, is thicker than water. In many ways, this has been a blood-stained story so far, especially for Harold W. Smiley, M.D. Although he is a physician, Harold, like many doctors, gets to see relatively little blood. They are like those soldiers who get to see relatively little combat. However, one day the tables turn, especially the operating tables, and life becomes real and life becomes earnest in a hurry. Doctor, you got to get me out of here. Where? Shh. Keep it low. Hey, hospital. Yeah, but Jerry said if you go to a hospital, you'll be arrested by the police and the FBI. Yes, and that's just for starters. You mean you want to be arrested? Yes, that's what I mean. 
Oh, at least you've got some sense. It's only by a miracle that I was able to operate. I'd need another miracle to keep you alive. Oh, that don't worry me. I don't understand. I didn't understand either at first. But then I figured it out. It's a miracle. Well, that's what I said. But you're just saying that off the top of your head. I believe it. What? I heard everything. I couldn't talk. But I could hear. What did you hear? Oh, Jerry, he, he brings me to a doctor like you. I wanted to yell at him, stupid Jerry, not here. Not to some quack that takes care of the skin. Well, now, look, see here, I am a qualified physician. No, no, no you don't sound like one. Can you imagine what I'm thinking? Lying there on the table with a bullet in me. And you complaining about how you don't have this, you don't have that, to do that, and, and, and how you've never done the other thing. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I'm trying to yell at Jerry. Get me out of here before this clown kills me. But it worked out. It was a miracle. Yes. Now that you look at it that way, I believe it. But do you believe it? Well, I believe it. That this thing, it, it was decided by God. Oh, I, I don't know. I do. Doctor, I've been a bum all my life. In the beginning, I killed guys. Now, I can buy that kind of thing. I think the worst is that I could buy people. Turn them crooked. Well, here I am, laying in the gutter with a bullet in my belly. I know I'm dying. Why should God want to save a guy like me? Well, these things are always a mystery. God must have said to me, you're a rich man. You accumulated lots of wealth while I wasn't looking. God said that to you? He must have. Because it's in my mind. Now, you got to give it back. You got to make up for everything. You got to turn straight. I think I see. Oh, I'm going to turn myself in. And instead of using all that money to buy myself another shot, I'm going to give it away. You know, the poor, the churches, the hospitals. Sure, 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 yeah. But right now you have to get some sleep. No, 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 no. We have to talk about this. Later. No, we can't wait. Why not? Oh, you're starting to raise your voice again. It has to be now. While Eddie is sitting there by the door. He can't hear. And he can't see my lips move neither. Make sure your back is to him. But I don't understand. When Jerry finds out I want to turn myself in, he won't like it. But it's a sure way to save your life, after all. Just listen. Jerry's going to knock me off if he thinks I'm going to do it. Oh, no, no, no. I saw how devoted he is to yeah, you. Yeah, he's devoted, all right. Well, then why would he? I'd do the same thing if I was him. But, uh, Doc... He's my boy, 
as long as I'm his boss. But what happens to him if I'm no more in the picture? I, I don't know. But he does. He don't want to go to jail. And without him being in an organization anymore, he's sure to get himself knocked off. Can't he join another organization? Yeah, but he has to prove himself to his new boss. And the best way to do that would be to bring them my scalp. You see what I mean? Oh, yes, I think so. Sooner or later, I gotta tell Jerry what I want to do. Oh. He won't like me. He'll knock me off. He may knock you off for good measure. Mm. You and what's her name, the nurse. Yeah, but what can we do? In the next room where you worked on me. Yes? You took off my coat, right? What did you do with it? I, um... Oh, I remember. Uh, Sue Ann dropped it on the floor. Uh, probably kicked it into a corner. I'm, I'm sorry. It's okay, it's okay. When Jerry comes out here, you make some excuse to go in there. Understand? And in the inside pocket, nobody knows about this, I carry a little twenty-two automatic. A gun? Just pay attention. Very thin, very small. I had it made. You get it. And when I tell Jerry what I want to do, just pull the gun and, and hold him and Eddie off till you can call the cops. But I don't know anything about a, a gun. I... What's to know? Can you tell which end the bullet comes out of? Yes, I suppose so. Well, just aim that end at the guy and everything else comes natural. Well, I just grabbed me my 40 winks. How's he doing? Uh, pretty good. Hey, Pop, I see you're up. Hello, Jerry. Uh, don't make him talk. Yes. He must have rest. Yeah, that's a ticket, Pop. Gotta get your beauty sleep. Uh, Eddie, you might just as well sack out on the rug. Table in there's no bargain. Go ahead, Eddie, I'll sit up. Hey, where you going, Doc? Uh, inside. I'm, uh, I'm going inside. What for? I think I want to get some more sulfur powder. Oh, well, why didn't you say so? Is it all right with you? Sure, sure. It's all right with me. Now, there's a dame with a one-track mind. Pick it up, huh? Yes. Still working, aren't you? Yes, Wilma. I'm still working. Really? Don't tell me you're performing emergency surgery. Don't tell her. I can't talk now, Wilma. Well, maybe you can't, but I can. I told you I had everything in readiness, and now I'm going to unleash the hose. Wilma! Uh, she's mad, huh? Well, maybe she has a right to be. Ah, they get over it. Oh, I, uh... See, I owe everything to her. Oh, no, you don't. No, we were married in college, Jack. She worked so I could go to medical school. She sacrificed a great deal for me. Oh, you think so, huh? Oh, it's a fact. Hmm. Uh, can I tell you something, Jerry? Doc, I'm your pal. Shoot. Two gangsters break into my office early this evening. At the point of a gun, I'm forced to perform an operation on a third one. An operation? 
Me. I'm a good doctor, a very good doctor. Doc, any time you need a reference. But in my own specialty. Now listen. I didn't go to medical school to help adolescents get rid of bad skin. I was interested in research. That's all I ever wanted. So what stopped you? I was sick of being poor. Scrimping, saving, making do. Of doing without. You and me, Doc. We're the same kind of guy. So I figured I'd make some money for a while, you know. In private practice. I was like that, too. But the only way I could get out of being poor was to carry a gun. And I made a great deal of money. But I haven't been happy. Happy? What's happy? And she senses it, Jerry. I resent her. I feel I'm doing this because I owe it to her. I have to pay her back. But I can't do it anymore. You know why I stay here so late? I'm trying to do research. Now, Doc, you don't want to blow your stack over a dame, do you? I just can't lead this kind of a life anymore. This isn't for me. Yes, it's useful and it's important work. But it isn't my work. I want to go back to the laboratory. Yeah, go, go, Doc. I started to say before that tonight, see, I was forced to perform surgery at the point of a gun. And this is the most exciting thing that's happened to me in ten years. Doc... Maybe we can manage to do it again sometime. No, it, 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 was, it was exciting because it was vital. Because it pushed me to the absolute limits of my capability and beyond. I want to go back to doing that in my own specialty, where I have something to contribute. Shall I have to take it or leave it? Don't you know something? I think she'll take it. Well, she'll have to. Basically, she's a very serious woman, you know. I mean, that's why we got together in the first place. We're both serious people. Doctor. Doctor. Hey, Pop, you're up. Yeah, Doctor, I, I hate to break this up. But what I think is, tell me, did you take care of the thing? Uh, yes. I, uh, I found it. Yeah? What'd you find? I found some, uh, steel. A small piece of steel, and I removed it. Well, that's good. Jerry, I think I better go to the hospital. The hospital? Yeah. This doc here, he's, he's okay, but he's gone about as far as he can go. Well, Pop, I, I was thinking we could stay here. How? The, the doc here it can lock his door and say his office is closed. And in a little bit, when you feel better, we could make it to the boat. Yeah, well, I, I want to go to the hospital. But, Pop, it'll be all over then. Yeah, it'll be all over. Are you okay in the head? I am now, Jerry. Well, what happens to me and Eddie? You don't have to be here when the cops come. Well, I, I mean, what, what happens? I, I, I can't see it that way. Doc, right now. I advise both of you not to move at all. Uh, what's that you got in your hand there? A water pistol? 
Don't let them get to their guns, Doc. Put that away, stupid, before I blow your head off. Open it up. All we'll bust it down. What's that? What do you guys want to do? Shoot it out? Uh, you're not cops. Oh, I know you. You're a private sick. Yeah, but there's a big reward out for all of you. Harold, what is going on here? You can't get away. There's two of us, so drop them, huh? Hey, Mrs. Smiley. <laughs> you don't need the photographer. Beat. You can go home. So, Ann, please, call an ambulance for my patient. Oh, Harold. You, you really were working. Oh, can you ever forgive me? Come on, Jerry. Let's go. You and Eddie, move. Uh, don't give in, cheap talk. Oh, Harold. You see, the lawyer had these private detectives ready for me, and I, I thought we'd catch you and... Well, well, that's how you get divorces. No, that's not how you get divorces. You get them because you forget why you got married in the first place. I guess I forgot for a while. I suppose I did, too. Well, I'm glad we both remember. Uh, how you doing, Pop? Oh! Well, I recognize him from his pictures. He's the most notorious gangster. Yeah, he's my patient. Are you all right, Pop? Uh, yeah, Doc. He, you saved me. Thanks. You know something, Pop? I think you saved me, too. There are certainly enough thanks to go around. Although the story goes on after the curtain falls, we can only speculate as to its course. Harold and Wilma, it is to be hoped, found a renewal of their marriage. Pop, although in jail, is happy and fulfilled. Sue Ann, I'm sure, has found a new and more viable romance. And uh, Jerry and Eddie, they usually land on their feet. And I shall land here again in just a few minutes. Is the doctor in? If the nurse says yes, that doesn't really tell us everything, does it? How is the doctor in? And what is his mood, his temper, his ability to function at this particular moment, which is the precise moment we need him? Doctors are just as human as the rest of us, and just as mysterious. Our cast included Tony Roberts, Joyce Gordon, and Ray Owens. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. Throw it on the floor. The peel? Throw the peel on the floor? Do as you're told. Uh, yes, ma'am. Oh. Oh, my. My head is swimming. My eyes are looking into the future. Everything is illuminated. Anything about me there? A great deal about you. Marvelous things are coming your way. Unbelievable things. Fabulous things. Tell me. Tell me. Oh, I'm exhausted. Oh, the effort has been too great. Come back tomorrow, and I'll tell you what the future holds for you. Come back tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant There's a moderate rain chance going into the weekend for Kansas City. Here's the official outlook from KCMO. Mostly cloudy with a chance for thunder showers tonight through Saturday. A low temperature tonight and tomorrow night, the upper 60s. A high tomorrow and Saturday, middle to upper 80s. Winds out of the south about 10 miles an hour both tonight and tomorrow. The probability for rain 40% tonight, tomorrow, and tomorrow night. That's weather from 81 KCMO. But that sign over there, Elaine, uh-huh. uh, uh, Red Cross, ready for a new century. What is this, 2001? The Red Cross is celebrating, honey. They're a hundred years old. Oh. Well, I knew they'd been around yeah. I and mean, took care of me in World War II. Mm-hmm. Taught the kids to swim. Helped Aunt Hattie when a house got caught in a flood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guess they do have a lot to celebrate. Oh, they sure do. Uh-huh. Red Cross, uh, ready for a new century. Yeah. K-C-M-O. Kansas City. Mutual News. Secretary of Transportation Drew Lewis has turned down a call from the International Federation of Air Traffic Controllers to reopen negotiations with striking PATCO members. Mutual's Paul Henderson has details from the Transportation Department. The secretary issued a statement saying he still will not talk to Patco because members violated their oaths and the law. Lewis says Patco ended the talks despite his attempts to keep them going. This puts the Reagan administration squarely at odds with the international controllers and raises the possibility of an international boycott on August 22nd. There's also the possibility that continued refusal to talk to Patco might constitute an unfair labor practice since Patco is still legally the bargaining agent for controllers until decertification proceedings are concluded. Paul Henderson, Mutual News, the Transportation Department. At least nine men were killed Thursday when a British helicopter crashed into the North Sea. Four others are missing. This is news from Mutual Radio. John Henrahan reporting. New Grape Flavor Hubba Bubba presents The Gum Fighter. The Gum Fighter and Geezer are traveling cross-country when Robbers! No trouble. The Gum Fighter pulls out New Grape Flavor Hubba Bubba. Grape flavor! They've blown! Yes, the greatest Hubba Bubba ever lets you blow amazing no-stick bubbles. It's peeled off the Hubba Bubba. Look at them other guys. They'll call this the Great Train Robbers. Big bubbles, no troubles.